Peace, everyone. My name is Jasmine, and this is my journal. It's roughly like 7 a.m. on Monday, August 29th. Um, I've been up since about 5. I hadn't really been sleeping well um, because I've been having anxiety all week. I think I had an anxiety attack Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. No, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I was good Friday and Saturday, but... About Sunday evening, um, it started to work its way back up. I believe that all these anxiety attacks are happening because I'm going to therapy. Um, I just, I'll be chilling and then suddenly I'll just feel like the whole room is closing in on me. It's weird. I know, um, I don't know if brunch yesterday triggered it because I went to brunch with, um, two of my friends at the church and we were just talking about you know healing properly from things that have happened in the past especially when it comes to like relationships and breakups and stuff like that and I don't know if like maybe talking about those things openly um caused me to have some anxiety because usually um when I'm extremely hurt I don't talk about things I kind of kind of push them down but anyhow I was thinking about something else and it's like the piggyback off the last video I had um years ago back in 2017 I had ended a 14-year relationship well shortly after I ended the uh 14-year relationship I found out my mom had cancer and I had to bring her home to live with me well my aunt and my cousin flew in from New York to see me and we were all sitting down chatting. And I remember my cousin, who's an older woman, um, very beautiful. She considered herself the historian of the family. Like, she knew a lot of family history. If you wanted to know anything ancestral, we would ask her because she knew. Um, we were talking, and she was just looking at my ex because he still stayed with me after we broke up, and he helped care for my mom and the kids. And she said, well, what's up with you two? And I was like, we broke up. And she nodded. And she was like, you know, I'm proud of you. And back then, what she said to me, I ain't understand what she said until, like, now. I mean, I, I, I got it, but I didn't get it, get it. But she was like, you know, the women in our family, we have a generational pattern. And I was like, generational pattern? She was like, yep. We and it's with men, and she's like, we either marry alcoholics, drug addicts, abusive males, and she said, "Oh, girl, don't get me started. I think we curse because the good ones die young." And I had to sit back and think, and she was telling me how my great grandfather was an alcoholic, my grandfather was an alcoholic, and I'm not sure about my real father because he passed away at a very young age. Before I was born, but my stepdad, um, he did struggle with that for a little while as well. So my mom was married to one. And when I was thinking the back on all my, <laughs> you know, old, like long term relationships, uh, there were issues with drug abuse. Um and I and I share openly that even though these were like relationships, I had children with them, so my children don't share the same father. Um but I had one um, out of my five children. There's four fathers. Out of one, um, 
he struggled with uh gambling and other addictions. You know, I had one who had um sexual no, I wouldn't say sex addict was well, he cheated on me a whole lot. I would think sex would be an addiction, but who am I? But um he did have some drinking habits. Um one was a full alcoholic. Um, he has health issues to this day, but he did recover. He doesn't drink anymore. And then one does um, a lot of other recreational drugs, you know, like snorting powder. He didn't when I was with him, um, but he did um, drink quite a bit. So when I was sitting back thinking about it, and, you know, my cousin, she it's no secret she told me she was the man that she was married to was abusive, you know, um, and had issues. But it's insane how things are carried on from generation to generation to generation to generation. And, like, unless you really sit down and you observe it, you don't really realize what's going on. So one thing that I noticed about how I was raised is that the alcoholism... It wasn't talked about. Like, you didn't hear my mom saying, like, your dad is an alcoholic. But we knew because at one point, you know, not too long before he quit drinking, we used to have to ride in the car with him and blow in that little breathalyzer machine. (laughs) And I think, like, at one time he had a really great, great job that he lost, which impacted our family um, a lot. But, you know, we didn't talk about that stuff. And I think another... What I'm learning now, which is probably too late for, I wouldn't say it's too late. I can still talk to her because, you know, my, one of my daughters is grown. My other two, they're still young. But um, I think talking openly to your children about these things are important. You know what I mean? But the best way to, um, I guess, break a pattern like that is to make different choices. So I had to realize that, you know... I think women, especially ones that know their dads, I think they're gen- they're generally um, attracted to males that make them think about their dad. And it's funny because I think about it when I meet people. One thing that I, I catch myself saying is that, you know what, I think my dad will like you. It'd be the weirdest thing. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I think my dad will like you, you know? And maybe there's a, you know, I'm still deep diving and really thinking about this. And thinking about the choice, some of the choices that I made and some of the choices that I have to make, you know, on how that connection is odd. And the weird thing is, like, even though my uh, parents, they split for about four years at one point, but they got back together. I ain't never (laughs) I ain't never seen my mama happy either. And I'm like, well, do I want to be her? Like, do I want to be unhappy? You know, um, she spent a lot of time crying. They didn't travel. They didn't vacation a lot. They didn't do nothing. My dad's remarried now. He is living his best life. He stay out of town traveling somewhere. But I don't recall as a kid my dad, like, traveling with my mom or taking her places or doing things with her. But, you know, she, it was just a lot of, it was a lot of fighting and bickering going on. Um, that's another generational thing, you know, fighting disputes and the funny thing is I sought to not do that when I ended up in relationships 
but I learned that my response was extreme. So instead of fighting all the time, because I don't like fighting, I just shut down. I don't say nothing. But what happens is that when you shut down and you don't say nothing, no problems don't go nowhere. They still be, <laughs> they still be there. And after a while, they just build up and build up. And it's crazy because, you know, me and my ex are still friends. And when I talk to him, every once in a while, I will just have a talk about the way I felt about something. And he'd just be like, you know, why did you ever say anything? Like, why did you say anything then? Like, why would you wait so many years to say how you felt about something? He said, we could have we fixed that then. You know, and I was like, you know, I just didn't want to cause any conflict. And he was like, you cause more conflict by keeping your mouth closed than, than speaking. And he said, like... He was like, Jazz is bad for your health, bruh. He was like, you need to not care about how someone to feel. If there's something that you need to express, you need to get it off your chest and let it go. And he didn't know, but I have been practicing that lately. If I feel something, I say I speak it. You know, I always um, think about how I word it before I say it because I'm not the best with words. And if y'all can go back and listen to all my podcast episodes, I'm not the best with wording things, you know, and communicating how I feel. But I say, what, I say what the fuck I say. I said it, you know, but I try not to come off like offensive or mean. So I'm trying to find a healthy way to express myself without being insulting, if that makes sense. But um, I've been doing that more often. And, you know, some people, they take to it well. But a lot of people who's been around me for years, they don't know how to handle um me expressing myself because they're used to me or used to thinking that I don't care or they're used to me not responding to things but if something's on my chest I just not everything I pick my battles some things ain't worth addressing but um if it's something that I feel like needs to be addressed if it's a habit then I address it prime example just real quick I had a friend and I feel like I don't know every time she called me it's just like this, her conversations, it's just heavy. It just be this emotional dump. And she, imagine if somebody, every time they call you, they're just screaming in your ear because they mad at somebody else. And since they mad at somebody else, then they mad at everybody else. And if you don't get them the advice that they want to hear, you don't say what they want to hear, then they mad at you. And by the time you get done, they done dumped their whole laundry basket on you. You know, and one day I had to tell her because she was like, you didn't answer my car for two days. And I said, hey, you know, I love you, but I just I didn't have the capacity to be your dumpster. You know, I had to wait for, you know, Rumpke, the trash company to come pick up the, the, the everything that you done dumped on me. I got to get it off, you know, and she I thought she was going to take it the wrong way. You know, I said, you know, when you call me, you only ask me how I'm doing. I just the phone ring. I'd be like, hello. She was like, what's up? I'd be like, what's up? Girl, the and you know nothing is the conversations with her repetitive so it'd be about the same dude the same issue the same stuff and she's been messing with this dude for years so imagine having that conversation over and over yeah we ain't about to keep doing that you know and when but when i said it you know at first she got a little offended was like well i don't have anybody else to talk to you know, and I, well, I didn't apologize. I, let me stop lying. I did not apologize. I was just like, look, you have to find somebody else to talk to sometimes because I can't take this. You know, go do what I'm doing. Go see a therapist. People got tired of me talking about this one particular dude. I'm like, like you've been talking about him. You know what? I'm just going to go to therapy and talk to her so I can get this thing out of my system or something. 
But anyhow, finally, you know, she called me back and she was just like, you know, I'm so sorry. She was like, I didn't realize I was doing that. And I swear that like changed the whole dynamic of our relationships. Our, I mean, our, our conversations, they're a lot more, you know, healthy. And we talk about a, a multitude of things because relationships don't be the only issue. We talk about like, well, relationship, like your relationship with money and how you can improve that. We'll talk about that and how we can bring more income in, take care of the kids or how we can lower debt or how we're working on ourselves and how we're healing ourselves how we taking care of our bodies and working out because all that's all inclusive. The people don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about love and relationships, men and women having sex and stuff. You don't want to talk about like what you ate today or did you work out? Look. Let's <laughs> be Hey, I know I just completely changed the subject, but this is my journal. Cause I'm trying to get a thought out. Now I don't remember what I was talking about. Because somebody decides to call me and they call me back to back to back to back to back. You think it's an emergency when you call this person back, they don't even want nothing. Why do you do that? Note to self, put fun on do not disturb next time. But anyhow, what we try to do is um what I've doing been doing with her and what she's been doing with me is just expanding our conversations. And, you know, speaking about other things besides like relationships i'm just sick of talking about them even though i know that's like where a lot of my healing is i'm just tired of talking about them look i I still talk about them with my therapist though um besides that 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 i think that was um that thought that came to me about like all the women in my family and the type of um, men that we marry, I think me actually grasping that and paying attention to that is is transformative, you know, or how I've tried to so, so badly to run from having a lot of my mom's characteristics and I still have her characteristics. And I'm not saying that they're bad or they're good. I just know that they didn't work for her. So, but who's to say that because something wouldn't work for her, it won't work for me. But um, I'm just learning at the ripe old age of almost 40, right? I'm just learning how to um, make better decisions. And that's where I'm at right now in my life, making better decisions so that I can live the second half of my life or whatever time I have left. I wanted to be wholesome. I want um, to be able to travel more. You know, I did travel a lot this summer. This, this summer was great. I know I keep saying that, but it was great. But travel more. I realized that I love going. You know, I like being gone or just to be being more financially free, not worrying about how I'm going to divvy up this paycheck, who going to get paid what, where money going to go where. I won't have to worry about that anymore. That's another thing that I'm looking forward to. So. A lot of things that I'm looking forward to and a lot of changes that I'm trying to um, implicate right now. But most importantly, just being in a sense of contentment, just being in a state of peace or um, indifference. That's my ultimate goal, you know, not to allow 
things that happen in our lives, you know, especially under my control or not in my control, you know, affect me to the point to where I need psychiatric help (laughs) in so many words. So that is my goal. You know, my goal is just freedom, I guess, you know, freedom from a lot of the bonds and, um, chains that have held me down for years that I didn't even realize were holding me down. So that's for my goal and get rid of this anxiety this week. I hope you all have a great week. Um, I hope you find all the joy, peace, and happiness that you need. Remember everything that you need. You already got, you already came to this earth with, you know, the most high didn't bring us here without everything that we need. So... We are truly blessed whether we realize it or not. Peace.